Welcome to the Encounter Church Podcast. We believe this message will encourage you as you grow your faith and your relationship with Jesus. Grab your notebook and a pen as we get right into the message. All right. Well, again, good morning and welcome. I want to welcome those that are watching online this morning. We are grateful to have them with us. But how many of you are also grateful, and you don't even know this, we are joined today in this service with our Warrensburg location. Can we give it up for the folks from Warrensburg? Now, some of you aren't aware, you're new to Encounter Church, and you're like, who are the folks in Warrensburg? Well, we have two locations currently. We've got our location here in Sedalia, but we've also got our family in Warrensburg. And we are so honored, guys, to have you with us today for this incredible message. I believe God's going to speak to every one of our hearts. So whether you're in Warrensburg, whether you're watching online, whether you're here in person, I want to challenge you, be engaged today. Don't check out on me for the next few moments. Allow what God has poured upon the hearts of the leadership of this church Allow that now to be translated into your life. In other words, would you catch the vision? The Bible says that if we don't have vision, we'll perish. One translation says it this way. If we fail to have vision, we'll simply stumble all over ourselves. Church, I don't want to be guilty. I don't want to encounter church to be guilty. I don't want you to be guilty, any of us to be guilty of just going through the motions and stumbling all, of our, all over ourselves and ultimately perishing as a church. But what I want to see encounter church do, what I want to see you do and what I want to do is move faith forward with the cause of Christ, to move in a direction that honors the goodness and the glory and the price that Jesus paid. I want what we do to bring about results that only God could achieve. That's not, it's not going to happen if we just sit back. It's not going to happen if we just do things like we've always done things. Someone once said, if you do things like you've always done things, you'll receive things you've always received. But if you want to see a change, you've got to do something different. You've got to be willing to step out even though it's not easy. You've got to be willing to step out even though it doesn't make sense. You've got to be willing to move faith forward to the cause of Christ. And I believe that if we will be faithful in this pursuit toward God, I believe that if we will be faithful to follow the journey that God has set before us, that God in return will be faithful to bless this church and to use this church for his glory. I believe that God wants to use Encounter Church to be a lighthouse in the midst of the darkness of this world. So last week, we kicked off an incredible three-week short series that we're simply calling Faith Forward. In these three weeks, we're taking the time to discover the why, the what, and the how of vision. Last week, we talked about the friends that brought the paralyzed man and jumped on the roof and dug a hole through all of the hardened clay and dropped their friend down in front of Jesus. They realized the why. Why are we doing this? We do this as a church to love reach and empower a world that is so far away from God. That's the why. Because God's called us 
to go and share the good news. You see, if you've received Jesus Christ in your life, you hold in your possession the answer to all things in life. You hold in your possession the greatest news possible. So why would we choose as a believer, why would a church choose to sit back and hide that good news under, under the shadows of tradition, under the shadows of yesterday, under the shadows of what we've done before, and fail to step out and say, Lord, what do you have for tomorrow, for the next day? Lord, what do you have for this coming year? So today, I want to look at the what's. See, one of our core values as a church is this. We are all about the mission. Now, you could say we're all about the mission. In other words, we're moving forward toward the mission. Or you could say we are all, every one of us, about the mission. The mission, again, is to love, reach, and empower to just share that good news, to fulfill the great commission that God has set before us. Not to become satisfied with just doing church. Not to, to become satisfied with just going through the motions. But to be active in our pursuit to fulfill the mission that God has set before us as a church. I shared with you last week that we have a brand new theme for this new year. And by the way, if you didn't pick up one of these bracelets, I challenge you, pick one of these up and wear it every day. This is your daily reminder. We are called as a church to move faith forward because it's easy to have a, a day like this, a moment like this, a series like this. It, it's easy to come in and, and hear this and be challenged for a season. But have you know, if we don't water it, we don't fertilize it, if we don't prune it, if we don't pull the weeds out, sooner than later, it's going to get covered up by all the other junk of life. But we have to daily remind ourselves, what is the mission that God has set before us? What has God called us to do as a church? So, Faith forward is our theme for this coming year. But what does that mean? What does it mean, faith forward? It's kind of a, a strange statement, a strange phrase. It's not something we probably have used before. What does it mean to move faith forward? Well, the word faith, by definition, let me remind you, simply means conviction of the truth relating to God. The word forward, by definition, is onward so as to make progress toward a successful conclusion. So if we want to discover what faith forward means, we've got to take these two individual definitions and merge them together. And here we get this. An onward progression due to our godly conviction moving toward a successful conclusion. Let me read that again. An onward progression. That means daily we're moving forward. Again, in your faith, in your walk with Christ, you're never standing still. You're either moving toward him or you're falling 
further away from him. It's a choice that you have to make on a regular basis. That's why Jesus himself said, if you want to be my follower, you've got to take up your cross when? Daily and follow me. So daily, we must choose the path that we are going to pursue. Are we going to move faith forward with an onward progression toward this goal, receiving a successful goal because of our godly conviction, or are we going to be satisfied with just going through the routines and doing what we've always done, receiving the same results we've always received? This morning, I want to challenge you, don't become stagnant. Don't become stagnant in your faith. Don't become stagnant in your relationship with Jesus. Don't become stagnant in your pursuit toward God. But allow God to use you on a daily basis to be a representation of Jesus to a dark, perverse world. Listen carefully. Some of you in your heads right now are saying, well, pastor, that's why we pay you and the staff. We pay you to be that voice. We pay you to be that herald to the world. That's not our job. Did you know that? The book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 12, says that our responsibility is to equip the saints for the ministry of the church. Come on, let that sink in. So therefore, it's all of our responsibility. Those of you that are watching online, those of you in Warrensburg right now, it's your responsibility as well. It's not enough just to sit on the sideline. It's not enough to sit back in the lazy boy recliner. God's called us to make an impact on the world around us. Can I just tell you, I believe the time is short. I believe the return of Jesus is coming very, very soon. It should be our goal to populate heaven. Come on. To populate heaven, to get as many people to, to turn to a relationship with Jesus Christ. See, that's the changing factor. If they will come to that place and say, Lord, I need you more than I need, fill in the blank. Lord, I need you in my life. For God so loved the world that he sent Jesus. It doesn't say for God so loved the church. Come on, there were a lot of religious church folk hanging around the cross that day that were condemning, that were mocking. But Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. For God so loved the broken. For God so loved the addict. For God so loved the hurting. For God so loved the confused that he sent Jesus to die on a cross. That whoever believes in him 
whoever. Oh, see, sometimes we put conditions. Oh, that person, we should invite them to church, but I'm not inviting him. Come on. We all put these scales of this guy is worthy of the presence of God, but this guy, uh-uh. By the way, guys, none of this is on our notes. This is free right now. This is, this is Holy Spirit free stuff. It's our responsibility, church. It's our responsibility to enact the faith that God has placed inside of us. The Bible says, if we had the faith, even the size of a grain of a mustard seed. Boy, do you know how small that is? We can speak to that mountain, be moved, and the mountain will move. If we encounter church, would engage the faith that God has placed in our lives, there is no stopping what God could accomplish. There's no stopping what God could do. If we would just take the moment, take the opportunity, respond in obedience to the things of God, God in turn will pour out his spirit upon our lives. Now I'm happy to tell you, we've seen God do some incredible things in and through this church. So our text this morning is found in Psalm chapter 126, verse 3. Psalm 126, verse 3. And it says this, The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. The Lord has done incredible things, and we are overflowing with the joy of the Lord. Let me ask you today, are you excited about what God is doing? I almost believe that. See, if I was to pause and say, are you excited that the Chiefs are winning the game, you guys would go crazy. Come on. Are you excited about the great things that God is doing? If so, it should bring about some sort of response in your life. I'm so excited what God is doing through this great church, not only here in Sedalia, but at our Warrensburg location. Man, God is pouring out his spirit all across Encounter Church at both locations. This morning, I want to take some time, and I want to look at what he's done already, but I don't want to stop there. Now, some of these things I'm going to share with you, please know that this is not all-inclusive for the year because the year's not over. But to date, let me share with you some basic statistics of what's happening. Our Warrensburg, our Warrensburg campus, for the year 2023, we are averaging 88 people on a regular Sunday. But over the last couple of months, we have continuously been over 100, peaking at 123 people in attendance. Yeah, 
God is doing incredible things in Warrensburg. We love watching what God is doing. They had a, a water baptism a couple weeks ago. They've had people filled with the Holy Spirit. They've had people saved. They have a brand new ministry at the college campus called Reach, and Reach is knocking it out of the park. Um, they have been averaging 20 to 25 college students every week at Bible studies to the point that they've outgrown the room that they are in. They're having to move to a new location. They're changing the format from just a Bible study to a full-blown service. They had to bring some youth over to baptize. They had to. They got to bring some youth over to baptize just a few weeks ago from Reach. And I love what God is doing. And by the way, we are really this close to having a full-fledged Chi Alpha at UCM. I can't tell you anymore, but we're really, really close. More details on that very, very soon. I'm here at the Sedalia location. For the year, we're averaging 335. We have been averaging right about the 350 mark continuously for the last few months, peaking at like 380-something one Sunday morning. God is doing incredible things. Amen. Amen. So far this year, 63 people have given their life to Jesus. Come on. 23 people have been baptized in water. Every single Sunday, 137 people give of their time just to make services happen here in Sedalia, but also in Warrensburg. So thank you to every one of our serve team members. Guys, thank you for your dedication. Thank you for your hard work. Thank you for giving of yourself week in and week out. We joined together with foster kids last Christmas, and we were able to bless 33 foster kids um, that otherwise would not have received Christmas whatsoever. Because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the students that we connect with are ones that are in an age bracket that have fallen out of the system in one area, but they're not qualified for another area. So this kind of that hole in the middle, and if we didn't partner with them, they would never have received anything for Christmas. Could you imagine waking up Christmas morning to nothing? But because of the love that you have for those outside these walls, we partnered with 33 students and blessed them for Christmas. By the way, that's starting uh, next week. Yeah, yeah, so the tree's going up. I know it's not even Thanksgiving. It's okay. It's okay. But we will have Christmas blessing opportunities starting next Sunday. Our ladies always have an event called um, the gala, and this year was so awesome. They capped out, um, sold out in attendance where they could not sell any more tickets. Isn't that awesome? Absolutely. Our men had their first ever one-night conference. 140 guys showed up, so we've already planned a full Saturday conference for 2024. Our speakers have been scheduled for that. More details in the next couple of weeks. But guys, I'm going to challenge you. Be at that conference. It's in end of February. Uh, I don't remember the date off the top of my head, but towards the end of February, we'll have our conference for next year. Uh, kids camp, we had 19 kids and 14 workers. Youth camp, 17 kids and 7 workers. God is doing incredible things in and through 
this body of believers. But here's the deal. Should we stop at simply celebrating the past? You see, it would be easy at this point. Come on. It would be easy at this point. We look at Encounter Church, and 11 years ago, we were running roughly 65 people. Now, between the two campuses, we're just shy of 500 people. I'm going to do quick math in my head. Yeah, just shy of 500 people for the church, and that's just average attendance. Do we just stop and go, we've arrived That's good. That's good enough. I don't think we can do that. I don't think we can stop at celebrating the past. You see, it doesn't take faith to celebrate what's already been accomplished. At that point, you're merely rejoicing over facts. Right? It takes no faith to rejoice over facts. That's simply celebrating what we can visually see with our eyes. But it takes faith to move beyond the comfort zone into God's mission. It takes faith to move into uncharted territory. It takes faith to advance forward when it's not easy. We must be willing to have the kind of faith that has onward progression due to our godly conviction that moves us to the successful conclusion that God has set for us. It's time for us as the church to have forward faith. But I'm reminded of a conversation that God has with the Israelites. If you turn back to Isaiah, God begins to speak with them and he shares with them some incredible things. He reminds them that he's the Lord, the Holy One, that he's the creator of the world, that he's their king. He reminds them that he opened up the Red Sea when he delivered them out of slavery in Egypt and they walked across the Red Sea on dry land. He reminded them that he conquered the Egyptian army by causing that water to crash around them destroying that army and giving victory to the Israelites. But after he announces and mentions these great feats, he says something that really caught my attention. And by the way, this is the scripture that God gave me, and I believe it was the very first message that I spoke here 11 and a little over 11 years ago. Isaiah 43, but forget all of that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? It's nothing compared to what I've done. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. What? He just reminded them that he created the world. He just reminded them that he parted the Red Sea. Could you imagine being there that day? You're going along, you're the Israelites, and you're moving away from Egypt, and you're on your journey. You get to this large body of water, and God says, I got this. And the waters begin to stop and build a wall, and the ground in front of you dries up, and the entire Israelite community travels across this ground, and it's dry. 
And yet here God says, forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. Yeah, those are reasons to celebrate. We can celebrate those facts. But he says, don't you see what I have in store? Today, I want to take just a moment, and I want us to dream a God-sized dream. I, I have a service similar to this every year as we look into the upcoming Year. So today, I, I really want you to listen carefully. I want you to grab a hold of this. Again, whether you're online, whether you're at the Warrensburg location or you're here in person, I want you to grab a hold of this today. God wants to do some amazing things through Encounter Church. And he says to us today, do you not see it? Would you just engage this faith that I've given to you? If we're going to achieve this goal, we've got to remember that we're all about the mission. To love, reach, and empower. And this isn't for self-promotion. It's not so that the church can look good but it's so that people that are so far away from God have an opportunity to come to know him. It's about fulfilling the Great Commission to go and share the good news, to make disciples of all nations, to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, according to Matthew 28, 19. But what does that mean for you what does that mean for you today? What does it mean for us to be all about the mission? What does it mean for us to, to go and share that good news? It means that we aren't, we aren't satisfied. We're not content with just celebrating the facts. Oh, we need to do that. But we're not satisfied with just celebrating what we already know. We're not satisfied with our religious routine of just going through the motions, clapping our hands, of singing a song. But we're ready, we're eager, we're longing to move forward with faith in the direction that God has set before us. Now, a few weeks ago, I peeled back the curtain a little bit with the serve team at our, our serve team night. So this morning, I want to do that with you. I want to help you to kind of see where we are going as a church. But as I began to dive into this, I really realized that there are two scriptures that we have got to uh, put into motion. They're the driving factor behind achieving the God-sized dream that God's given us. Number one is Matthew 6, Some of you know this scripture. It simply says, seek the kingdom of God above all else. And live righteously. Come on. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Above self. Above popularity. Above financial blessing. Above promotion. 
above anything, seek the kingdom of God first and foremost, live righteously, make wise choices, walk in a direction that honors God, and God, he will give you everything you need. And I'm looking at the God-sized dream, and I realize there's some things that we need. We need wisdom. We need direction. We need boldness. We need God's provision. And yeah, we need God's favor. You see, in order to achieve the God-sized dream, it's going to require that we step out of self, that we take a moment and say, Lord, less of me, more of you. Lord, this isn't about us. It's not about the 450 to 500 people that call Encounter Church home. God, it's not about us. It's not about Sedalia. It's not about Warrensburg. It's not even about our online folks. But God, it's about you. God, we're going to move beyond what we can do on our own. Because it doesn't take faith to do what you can do by yourself. It doesn't take faith for me to go, because I can do that. It would take a lot of faith for me to jump off the front of the stage and do a flip and land on my feet. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) It would take a lot of faith because I can't do that. I don't have that ability. As a church, there's some things that God's going to put in front of us that in our own attempt, in our own ability, we're not going to be able to achieve them. So we step aside and we say, God, not us, but you. God, less of us and more of you. You see, if it's easily obtainable or simply what we've done in the past, it requires no faith. But moving faith forward is what we've got to do in order to receive the God-sized conclusion or results. The second scripture is this. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Verse 6, seek his will in all you do, and he, God, will show you which path to take. And I wonder, are we willing to do that as a church? Are you willing to do that as an individual, to to trust God so much that now you're stepping out, not in your own understanding because it doesn't make a bit of sense to you. You can't wrap yourself around it. But stepping out saying, Lord, I trust you completely So I'm going to seek you first and foremost, knowing that every step that I take, Lord, you're going to show me what lies ahead. If we'll come to that place of stepping into the will of God, Romans chapter 12 tells us that that will is good and it's pleasing and it's perfect. So rather than functioning in what is faulty at best, which, let's be honest, isn't that what we do? When we lean upon ourselves, we function faulty at best? Okay, let's put some, put some reality to this. Any of you in the room make a mistake this week? Those of you that did not raise your hand just made a mistake, so go ahead and get that hand up in the air. Yeah, yeah, every one of us, we're faulty at best in our own ability, in our own endeavors, in our own strength. 
were faulty at best. So doesn't it just make sense to turn that into the presence of God, allowing the presence of God to lead and to guide the steps that we take. Here's the deal. God has not called us to the place of comfortability, but to a place of obedience. God hasn't called us to to dwell in, in, in comforts. Truth be told, he's probably not as concerned about your comfort as he is your obedience. God clearly tells us to trust him as faith forward. He will lead us to this place of a good and pleasing and perfect path. That's why we as a church, one of our core values is we don't maintain, we multiply. We don't maintain our personal life. We don't retain or maintain our our spiritual life. We don't maintain uh, the advancement of the church. We don't maintain our leadership. We don't maintain anything. We multiply it and allow it to grow for the kingdom of God. So here we go. Let me pull back this curtain for you this morning, allowing you just to have a glimpse of where we're headed in this new year. Some context at the Sedalia location, this location. On a typical Sunday, this first service, we are sitting at approximately 65, maybe 70% capacity in this room. Second service, somewhere between 50 and 60% capacity. Statistics tell us that as Americans, once that room hits 70% capacity, we stop showing up because we don't want to sit close to somebody. It's true. That's a statistic for us in the United States. In Warrensburg, for you all, you're sitting at about 50% capacity in your worship service, maybe 60% on a big week. Your biggest concern right now in Warrensburg is the parking. Any given Sunday, you may have one or zero parking spots left over. So we're looking at both of these situations and we're trying to figure out how do we move forward to a solution that will solve that issue to allow us to remain on this momentum wagon this wave if you would and keep moving forward in the in the position or the advancement of growth so here's a short term for both now please understand we're watching timing very carefully But we're continued to grow, and as we continue to grow, we must do all that we can to ensure the continuation of what God is doing in this church. So we must be proactive in our approach. We cannot become guilty of being reactive. Come on. We've got to be proactive. We've got to be ahead of the game in our approach. We will not move forward with any of these that I'm going to share with you until the timing is absolutely right, because premature advancement can be detrimental. Listen carefully. Premature advancement can be detrimental, just as late reaction can be devastating. Timing is critical. So let me give you the areas of consideration for 2024. Are you ready? Are you on the edge of your seat? Some of these you know, but we're going to make it official today. Number one, the Sedalia location. As we continue to grow and we approach that 70% capacity consistently, we are going to move to three Sunday morning services. Yeah. 
three Sunday morning services. I'll, I'll break that apart in just a minute. In Warrensburg, in your location, because of the growth, because of what we're seeing and how quickly that's coming, we are looking towards moving to two Sunday morning services for you. So you'll go from one to two. Now, we haven't decided what time the additional service will be. I'm going to be asking you for some input. Those of you in Warrensburg, we're going to be asking you for some input. We don't know if you would love an early, early service. We don't know if you're going to want a late, late service. We don't know where that's going to fall. But we're, we'll be talking with you. We're considering different things right now. We're addressing this on a continual basis. It's been on the board packet the last two months. The board has been processing this. But again, timing is crucial. We don't want to do it too soon, but we don't want to wait too late. We don't want to miss that wave of momentum. We don't want to stall the church. It's easily done. Okay, so we're going to watch that carefully. The third thing, so we have three services, Sedalia, two services, Warrensburg. The third thing, many of you know this, we are going to launch our third location. We're going to Lincoln, folks. Yeah, we are super excited with this. Within the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be giving you more details. In fact, in just a couple of weeks, a, a few things are going to happen. One, we're going to announce our location pastor. We have a location pastor. We are super excited about that. We also have our location. I'm not going to announce where that is yet, but I will tell you this. As you exit today, there's a, a sign on the wall with our locations, and there's a picture of the building. If you have ever been in any community, you're going to recognize the building. All right? That's all I'm going to say. But here in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be asking you to be a part of that launch. I would love to see us send 50 people from this body, not only Sedalia, but Warrensburg. Because truth be told, this is not a Sedalia launch. Lincoln campus, Lincoln location is not a Sedalia launch. It's an encounter church launch. It's going to be part of the family of Sedalia. It's going to be part of the family of Warrensburg. I'm going to be asking both locations, are you feeling a tug from God to be a part of this launch? We're going to need people right out of the gate that are greeters. We're going to need people right out of the gate that can make coffee. We're going to need people right out of the gate to be on the worship team, to work with our kids, to work in the tech booth. We're going to need people serving in all areas right out of the gate. We need a core group of solid people. So would you be praying about that? God, would you have me to be a part? Now, again, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to share with you who that location pastor is. Uh, so be praying with us on that. The third, I'm sorry, the fourth consideration, we'll go to three services here, two services Warrensburg, launching Lincoln. This is a lot, isn't it? It's crazy. Faith forward, folks. Faith forward. And our fourth is a building expansion for this location. 
Well, pastor, why do we need to do a building expansion if we're sending 50 people to Lincoln? Why would we need that? Because that would relieve the growth of where we are. We thought that last time. When we launched Warrensburg, we sent about 35 people that direction. And almost instantly, God reproduced those people. We never saw this happen in attendance. It simply went and kept going up. So I believe, and statistics tell us, that a launching church, a church that sends people out, God reproduces that in that original body. So we are moving faith forward in a building expansion. The board's been talking about this for years, and I told them that when we get to 350, we will start talking about this building expansion. We get to 400, we've got to dig ground. And guys, that's right where we are. So the board and the pastoral staff have been meeting with an architect for the last few months, planning and dreaming the layout. We've had revision after revision after revision. I think we're on our third or fourth revision already of what this is going to look like. Uh, as we get things available and it's, it's closer to what it needs to be, we'll show it to you all. Don't worry. But this will include a new worship center. Go out that direction. Sitting about 600 to 600 seats worship center. It'll have a, a larger lobby space. Can I get an amen? New offices right now. Our offices are spread everywhere. We have people in the old baptism changing rooms. Poor Pastor Joe, offices out of the sound booth. Yeah, so we're going to have new office area. Um, we're going to remodel this entire building for student ministries. Student ministry will take over this portion of the building. More details will come as we process through, but suffice it to say, this vital dream is going to require that each of us step out in faith. Because I believe that God uses people like you and like me. He uses every one of us to accomplish the task of reaching the lost and the dying in the world. Let me give you some statistics here. The unchurched in the three counties where our churches will be located, Pettis, Johnson, and Benton. Now, I could go on and list all the surrounding counties because some of you live in counties that aren't included there. But I'm just, just to make it easy, I'm going to just go those three. Pettis County, 17,000 people claim no connection with God whatsoever. 17,000 people no connection with God. Johnson County, that's our Warrensburg location. Listen, guys, those of you in Warrensburg, 32,000 people have no connection with God. 32,000 people, no connection with God. Benton County, where we're headed in Lincoln, 10,000 people claim no affiliation with God. So just in those three counties, 59,000 people, if they were to die right now, would split the gates of hell wide open. Again, I could dig into the other counties around us, but there's a minimum of 59,000 unchurched people right, so right outside of these walls. It's time 
to activate our faith. Oh, I know. We could come up with a myriad of reasons why an additional service would be too hard. I've already thought of them. I've already processed them. There's a lot of reasons why it would be hard to go to three services here, two services in Warrensburg. We could come up with a, a thousand reasons why an additional location is tough. Again, I've thought of them. We could process all the reasons why a building expansion is just too expensive. But I learned something. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says this. As followers of Christ, as believers, we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith even when it doesn't make sense, even when it's not easy, even when it's not convenient. We're willing to step out, to follow God's call, to be faith forward in our motion. Question is, has God caused the increase? The answer is yes. Then let's move our faith forward. Has God laid it on our hearts to reach more communities and to reach the lost? Absolutely. Then let's engage our faith. Let's move faith forward. The reality is 59,000 people are worth the inconvenience. Come on. 59,000 people are worth the inconvenience. That's people that are lost without Jesus. Church, we've got to do something. We've got to do something. Because we can't just sit on the sidelines. We can't just come in and enjoy the heat or the air or whatever we need in that moment. We've got to be willing to move faith forward. We've got to be willing to step out. It's going to be a big year. It's going to be a big year. But I believe that if we will step out into the calling that God has given us, in the end, we'll see the God-sized, successful conclusion that he had planned from the beginning. Let's pray. Lord, right now I pray for every person. Thank you for listening to the Encounter Church podcast. We pray that this message was a blessing and an encouragement to you.